What's up, everybody? Paflin here, and boy, do I have a special treat for you. Today, we are actually changing the name of the show, not permanently, just for the next few episodes that you're going to listen to, because instead of Ask Pat, we're going to call this Ask Matt. A while back, I asked on Twitter and a few other places for any questions for my CFO slash COO, Matt Gartland. By the way, fun fact, he and I share the same exact birthday and birth year. How crazy is that? So uh, yeah, you're still asking a question to somebody who was born on the same exact date, but uh, Matt is about a foot taller than me. Anyway, uh, Matt is awesome. He's he's a great human being, very knowledgeable about uh, business operations, team building, finances. And I asked the audience, if you have a question for Matt so we can utilize his superpowers, well, ask away. And so first up, this week we have Tristan, and I think I think what we're going to do is we're actually going to post all three of these episodes that we currently have recorded. Uh, we have Tristan and, and a few others coming up, but we might post this all in one week because largely these questions are coming as a result of the stuff that's happening related to the coronavirus and COVID-19, and this is uh, early 2020 for those of you listening in the future, and uh, whether we happen to still be in that right now or not by the time you're listening to this, these will still be relevant. Matt is just a wealth of information so we're just going to go right to the speak pipe question, and this one comes in from Tristan, and then you're going to hear Matt on the end of this, and I'll come in at the end just to give you some more love before we uh, before we head out. And so make sure you hit subscribe if you haven't already, and uh, here he is, Tristan, followed by my COO and CFO and really good friend, Matt Gartland. Hi, Pat. Hi, Matt. Just when... We work with so many businesses that are online and so many things that are location independent. Is there a way we can keep the cash and our business focused on helping local businesses and also how to adjust taking money in to keep aside for uh, uncertainty? Is there a a percentage tactic or something that would be useful uh, to keep the books balanced? Thank you. Hey, Tristan, this is Matt. Thank you so much for the voicemail today and your question. It's actually two questions, and I and I love the care and the nuance to both. So, you know, you're talking to, number one, about a care and sensitivity to local businesses, which I love. I think it's really important. Uh, my wife and I care about, you know, the coffee shops and restaurants and bakeries and gyms and artisans of many different varieties in our local communities uh, right now. And we're trying to do even a little bit to support them. So thank you for that that sensitivity and that care. And then number two, very much, uh, I think it's wise to be thinking about preparations for uncertainty. Certainly now in the current moment to navigate uh, the economic impacts of the current crisis. And hopefully also thinking about how you and maybe your business partners, if you have some, your employees, your staff can think about building some future business practices, really normalizing some new habits so that you can be uh, potentially better prepared from a, a fiscal standpoint with cash reserves and different forms of you know financial tools at your disposal for future moments of uncertainty. So great questions uh, really on both fronts there. Let's, let's take the local business aspect first. Uh, I'm flying a little blind on this because you didn't mention uh, the sort of work that you do and that your company does, the uh, place you're from, 
and sort of certain dynamics in your local community. So I'll speak a little bit broadly on this. Uh, I would say, number one, if there's a way to at least uh, link arms with a local organization that is potentially raising money or, you know, in some measure being a conduit for uh, for fundraising all the way through to, you know, local needs, I think that would be great. Uh, maybe that's helping boost some of their marketing in a co-marketing way. Uh, potentially, there's some measure of overlap between, you know, uh, the, the citizens or, or populace that such an organization might be supporting locally and the work that you do. Uh, if you can find those cross sections and maybe lend some co-marketing help, especially if you're in the services work uh, or a services industry, and even more especially if you happen to be a marketer and are good at marketing, you know, helping to get the word out about any local fundraising needs and sort of just lending your talents to that would be a great way of doing that. Uh, it's not per se, you know, directly funding them. Uh, you could certainly aim to do that uh, yourself personally or be able to siphon off some measure of your proceeds as a business to those organizations. Uh, I guess those are, I mean, certainly very valid options uh, and would be wonderful uh, and would sort of go above and beyond what I'm initially thinking around just at least lending a helping hand, you know, to those local causes. Uh, Another thing that you could certainly do uh, is to develop an an actual economic relationship uh, with you know, a, a certain organization or several. Uh, could you support a crowdfunding campaign, you know, if that's going on and use that potentially as a a component of something that you're selling, uh, something where you are actually donating a percentage uh, of your business profits at a transaction level or at a campaign level, you know, to a certain organization, uh, a named organization, or even potentially a collection of them. Um, so I think there's a couple different ways that you could look to do that, again, in your local community, uh, probably more in the indirect way. Uh, I guess, again, not completely understanding your business model uh, and the sort of work that you do. Uh, certainly a couple you know, direct opportunities. Uh, anything, I'm sure, is better than nothing and, and any amount of value and care that you could provide you know, to local organizers and organizations that are trained to do good and help people in this time of need would be wildly appreciated. On the second front, in terms of addressing measures of uncertainty today, and again, hopefully building toward some better financial and operational habits for the future, uh, number one thing is to try to get an understanding of your current state operating budget uh, in a one-month sense. And hopefully your your operating expenses month-to-month are reasonably consistent, reasonably stable. If you have a ton of volatility, then you know the first thing to do would, would probably be to really understand the sources of that volatility and begin to reduce that volatility. Um, so I'll, I'll hope that you don't have, uh, I, I would say, you know, dramatic volatility in, in your spending that's reasonably stable. Um, that spending is probably on such things as paying yourself. Uh, if you have contractors working for you, uh, paying them, uh, you probably have some measure of fixed cost in your business. These are things that would include maybe a small office or rent, uh, maybe a certain suite of you know SaaS-based, web-based technologies that you use to operate your business, especially if you are an online entrepreneur. Uh, essentially, any charge uh, that you incur as a business that is more or less consistent from month to month, those are fixed costs. Uh, the variable costs are where uh, you might experience certainly some measure of volatility and potentially a lot of volatility in your business. 
Uh, those would include more or less discretionary budgets. So you're going out and you're entertaining clients, uh, meals, entertainment expenses. If you do a lot of travel you know, for your business uh, and you have a big uh, travel budget, uh, those things can be volatile. And certainly right now, with so many of us in self-quarantining mode uh, and various forms of stay-in-place orders, you know, most businesses of, of all sizes and shapes you know, we are dramatically reducing our travel budgets and our meals and entertainment budgets um, almost not almost by choice, but because like there's there's just no need. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to be traveling out to San Diego as much to see Pat. Pat's not going to be coming to uh, Columbus, Ohio here to, to do you know a lot of team activities. We're just going to be really on on full time remote. So um, anyway, if you can get a, a grasp of your one month operating budget, you know, in general, all things included, then what you can start to do is like, can I squirrel away? Can I save essentially at minimum one month's worth, you know, of that budget? So say it takes $10,000 to operate your, your business every month. And that would include what you pay yourself, what you pay your team. If you have a team, uh, potentially if you offer benefits you know, to yourself uh, or to your employees, if you have them healthcare benefits, medical, dental, things like that, uh, anything and everything that your business might spend money on, what is that number for a given month on average? And can you at minimum, you know, squirrel away, save, you know, one month of that, that starts to build that nest egg. Certainly over time, it would be fantastic to build toward uh, you know, a three-month reserve. So you'd have three months of operating capital in the bank in liquid form, so cash, and that's sort of your rainy day fund, right, uh, from like a, a personal finance sort of teaching. So build toward that. See if you can over time over the next several months or the next year, the next 12 months, uh, starting now, uh, every day, every week, every month, just save a little bit more toward at least a one month and maybe more than that, you know, upwards of a three month, you know, operating nest egg, right, for your business. Uh, we do that at SPI, are proud to have done that. And even in these harder times, you know, we're still trying to maintain that that sort of ethic, that business ethic of this is how we choose to operate in a very you know, financially secure and a very financially, uh, at least I think, wise and prudent manner. Uh, and certainly helpful in moments right now. So uh, beyond the kind of rainy day fund, if you will, uh, I would encourage you to think about adding some buffer into your forecasting of budget. Uh, so a lot of people may even struggle and certainly not enjoy building budgets. Uh, and I totally understand that uh, they are really, really important. They may not be sexy, but they have a lot of teeth to them. So if, if you don't have a budget, I would say first build one. And if and when you do have a budget, don't sort of limit that to what you think you can get right in terms of putting in line items for individual costs or, uh, you know, such as rent and insurance and, you know, other very specific things um, in a fixed cost way, nor even your, your calculations and forecasts around budgets, such as travel budgets or culture budgets, if you spend money you know, on your team um, or, meals and entertainment or anything like that, that's a bit more discretionary. Our ability to forecast as any measure of human in any business, however large or small, however complex or simple, is always going to be you know, room for error. So as a maybe simple starting point, consider putting in a 10% buffer to your planned fixed costs. So if you think you're going to be spending $1,000 a month, add 10% to that figure 
and then you know now you have eleven hundred dollars as as sort of a floor you know for your your, your fixed costs. Uh, you could consider doing the same thing for your variable costs, you know, adding in, you know, another 10% to maybe your variable cost figure, if that's how you want to think about it. Uh, you could add in buffer, honestly, anywhere and everywhere. Uh, you can certainly go too far with that, though. And now your budgets are sort of overinflated. Uh, and that doesn't necessarily help you. I, at least I think, based on my experience, uh, it can lead to such things as you know, false sense of security in a certain way. It can crimp your ability to actually spend money in a very wise strategic manner. You do have to invest in business. And if you're over buff, uh, bu- so adding buffer into your uh, various you know, aspects of, of your expenses and in your business operations, you might then feel like you don't have the ability to make certain investments or a new hire or spend money on a new project with a, a contractor or a couple of different contractors. So start with the 10% figure, at least with your fixed costs and consider ramping up from there, you know, over time after you kind of get command of just your fixed costs. Uh, another thing, a third thing in terms of, you know, squirreling away some reserves over time in a very strategic way, uh, in a very, you know, uh, sort of business practice way that's repeatable, uh, would be to think about taking a percentage of your earnings on some cadence, say quarterly or biannually, so twice a year, and then contributing that also to your savings. Uh, And that measure of cash could be used to fuel sort of that first idea when um, around you know building up a, a one month operating budget reserve upwards of a three month operating reserve, uh, and certainly you know you can go beyond three months. Uh, so this idea of taking you know a percentage of your earnings, say at the end of you know your fiscal quarter, so uh, a three month period of time, you know okay you you profited so so earnings you know before interest and taxes, you know let's say ten thousand dollars. Maybe you take a third of that every quarter, so a third of your quarterly earnings, and you just save it, right? Before you might give yourself a dividend or some sort of a bonus, or before you might make some other form of investment back into your business by way of spending that money, you're going to take the first third of that and just straight out save it. Uh, and then every quarter, you know, your profit number, you know, your earnings number, you know, may change. Uh, certainly, hopefully, it'll go up for you. Uh, but the the mechanic, uh, the the fiscal mechanic, you know, would be okay. I'm going to be disciplined, and I'm going to every quarter, regardless of the absolute value, you know, uh, the dollar. Now, I'm just going to save a third of it. So that's a way you could start to think about again building in, you know, a mechanism. So over time, you're saving more money for moments of uncertainty that you can't expect even in normal times, let alone you know very abnormal times like we're in right now. Uh, a final thing to, to share today uh, for consideration is a line of credit, a line of business credit. Uh, financial institutions, namely banks, uh, do offer lines of credit. Uh, this is coming from uh, at least uh, a U.S. perspective. Uh, I'm sure that international banks, you know, do the same thing. I at least don't have you know, direct experience with international banks. Uh, and it's a form of capital that you can draw against uh, at varying interest rates, uh, and you certainly would want to get the lowest interest rate possible. It's a safety net, at least from how I choose to view that particular financial instrument and use that financial instrument in business. Uh, It is useful, much like in your personal life or anyone's personal life, to use credit wisely and responsibly because that builds a positive credit history and a positive credit rating. Uh, And businesses operate the same way. 
So I generally advise entrepreneurs uh, eventually in their life cycle, you don't need it from day one, not necessarily. Uh, and certainly situations and circumstances are, are different from one startup to the next. But you know, having a business line of credit to use responsibly if and when you need it, and certainly to have as a safety net uh, in, in moments like this, in moments where you know capital might be you know difficult to come by, uh, having that just there and ready to go would be a nice thing to have. So uh, thank you again, Tristan, very, very much for the questions uh, and the nuance and the care. Uh, hopefully the, these thoughts and ideas and perspective help you, um, you know, marshal your business forward. Uh, thanks for caring about your local community. Thanks for caring about us and leaving the question uh, right back in or leave another message if we can help you further. Uh, or if you want to ping me some more, you can find me on LinkedIn. It's probably the best place to go. Uh, the shortcut, if you just want to use uh, URL to jump straight to my, my LinkedIn page is linkupwithmatt.com. It'll redirect you to my LinkedIn page. So thanks again and good luck. Awesome. Thank you, Matt. And thank you, Tristan, for your question today. Uh, by the way, Matt is just, um, you know, he and I chat every day, basically, and we are here to serve you. If you haven't yet checked out our resource page, not just Matt and I, but the entire SPI team got together to put together a resource page to help you during this crisis. Whether you have just gotten laid off, there's an emergency podcast episode there about what to do in this situation, how to potentially freelance, make some money to supplement your income at this time, how to manage a business during this time and crisis. There's also free courses there. We've given away over $1.2 million worth of courses there. My course, Smart From Scratch, which is normally a $249 product that's currently during the time of the crisis here, for uh, it's, it's free. And uh, like I said, $1.2 million worth has been given away, which is amazing, which means there's a lot of people using this time as an opportunity, which is fantastic. There's also a couple books there that, that I've made free as well. Uh, Will It Fly, which is about how to start a business, and also Let Go, which is about my story about how I got let go from architecture back in 08 when I got laid off and how I then had to let go uh, to who I thought I was supposed to be, an architect, and grabbed onto a new ladder, and now here I am as an entrepreneur. So if that sounds of interest to you or any of that does, plus some other resources from our partners and friends there to help you during this time too, you can go to smartpassiveincome.com slash tool, uh, toolkit. smartpassiveincome.com slash toolkit. Thank you so much for your support. I appreciate you listening to Ask Matt today. And uh, we have a couple more coming your way very soon here. Not You won't have to wait uh, for a week for it, uh, I'm pretty sure. So make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss those. We get some more great questions coming in from people just like you, uh, especially in this time of crisis. So uh, wishing you well, hoping everybody that is uh, there on the other end uh, is safe and, and happy and, and doing okay during this time. I know it's tough, but uh, but let's let's um, just keep, keep going and, and we'll get through this together. Thanks so much. Take care. And as always, Team Flynn for the win. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while, and that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show, for now at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable, and the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, 
the Smart Passive Income Podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.